Today is Tuesday the 30th of August 2022 and we are delighted to have with us um, Emily D. Uh, Emily came to OA in 2012 uh, and she came back in 2020. Emily lives just outside Chicago. Um, we're really delighted you're here Emily. Um, take it away. You know what? Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Emily D. I'm recovered. And like Sammy said, I'm, I'm living outside of Chicago. Um, I'm in the midst of, of a move. And you know, God, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for like, whew, giving me um, the ability to move with the flow of the river. Um, my life has gotten increasingly big as a result of being recovered. Um, and with bigness, who knew? Turns out that there's complexity. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff I avoided when I was in the food. It was, I'd love my life to just be this manageable, this is what it was actually. It was sort of this like sandbox that had real limitations, rigidity, um, needing things to be a certain way. And if you've ever been in relationship with someone like us, and of course we're in relationship with ourselves every day, there's not a lot of room for intimacy when you've got, you know, uh, rigid ways of thinking and being. And so I say all of that to say, you know, I come in here kind of laughing, um, and also just having, uh, grace for myself. And I think, you know, if I could name what God is for me at this stage in my recovery journey, God is grace. Um, I used to be someone who needed things a certain way in order to be okay. And in my writing this morning, I now, where I live, uh, where I've moved to, I can watch the sunrise. Before I, I lived in the city in Chicago and I could watch the sunsets and, it's just sort of interesting, right? Like to have God kind of turning me toward toward the east <laughs> after I'd been turned toward the west for the first 43 years or for, not 43 years, the last four years of my life. Um, so anyway, I'm really happy to be here um, and hopeful uh, that the message that, um, that I have to share is helpful to someone um, and that I get to hear from all of you as we travel this road together. Um, my meditation this morning was all about community. You know, I am, that's why I came here. Um, I mean, I might've come to get thin, let's be honest, but um, I have released a uh, hundred pounds. Um, I've also uh, moved up the scale a little bit in the past couple of months. Um, and so part of my experience is like, you know, there's a difference between a food plan and abstinence. I'm abstinent. Um, my food plan, I am, you know, I've sort of started with like rigidity boundaries, like really tight way of living, which, um, it turns out at least at this stage in my life, and I have to have tolerance for change in myself too, that I change and that I need different things, um, that you know, there's some adjustments that I'm exploring. I used to be someone who um, abstained from alcohol. I'm not an alcoholic, but 
you know, um, didn't drink because was afraid, was afraid of like what it would lead to. Um, it doesn't lead to anything for me, fortunately. Um, so that's something that's a way that I've kind of been flexing the boundaries, but I'm very clear on what my abstinence is. Um, and that is non-negotiable for me um, because it keeps me safe. So I'm a big fan of, for me, you know, what is it that keeps me safe and keeps me free? And if it doesn't keep me safe and free, then that's not recovery for me, you know? And I think it's really challenging for all of us. And I would imagine people in other programs too, to kind of like find the authentic way to be in constant contact with God, constant conscious contact. Um, because it looks different for everybody. I had a sponsee relapse this week. Um, relapse is part of my story. That's why I'm here. I'll show you some photos in just a second. Um, but, you know, she was like, tell me what to do. And the wild thing about that question is like, we, it's really just like this, right? Um, but what's important, I think, when, when she and I were talking, and who cares what I think, but this is, you know, you're here to hear one woman's opinion, right? Um, it's like, there is no prescription. You know, you, you, if you choose to be in this book or the OA 12 and 12 or any other that you find in the 12 step rooms, it, it, it's really about like making this sing for me so that if I'm alone on the top of a mountain someday, which I can, you know, I can hike now, which is great. I love being outside now. Um, and I don't have my crystals and my tarot cards and like, you know, my literature or access to any meetings, right? Because there's no signal at the top of the mountain. That to me is where the rubber meets the road. And how you get to that place of conscious contact, I mean, I, I, I don't know, except that um, it's such a personal journey. And that's sort of what I've realized for myself. Um, not sure if you can relate to this and I'll, I'll start sharing some photos now. Uh, I lived my life according to other people's ideas for me. Um, and that got me, that got me uh, not only, you know, more than hundred pounds overweight, because I wasn't living consciously. Um, but it also made me really depressed and anxious. So this photo here on the left is right before I came into the rooms in 2012. Um, it was, a, I remember that day. Don't you have those days where you're like, man, I remember that day. And it's not because it was a great day. <laughs> it was because I was so sad. I was married at the time to a man who was a marathon runner and, you know, um, we were hiking and I could bear, I could just barely, barely get through, you know, and then I'd resent him and then we'd fight. And then, you know, I'd withhold sex and like, you know, all the, all the stuff. Um, the photo then in 2014, I found a way I came in and I lost the weight. Uh, and I was feeling myself and, um, you know, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. I know, no, I'm not going to lie to you that being thin is great. Um, for me, it was great, but it was completely insufficient to fill the hole that I had inside of me, which, like I said, was for community. I just wanted to be a part of something. 
where I could be myself and not have to be who you needed me to be or, you know, put on the costume and make you happy. And when I tell you 2019 and then 2020, I got in back into OA um, just as the pandemic was starting out of a place of desperation because I was so alone with my thoughts and my feelings. And the only thing I knew was OA. I wasn't raised with religion. Both my parents would identify as like recovering Catholics. And so they they were like, look, we listen, Annie Lamont, the author says, you know, like jazz in the New York Times was my religion. So yeah, the intellect was prized in my family and religion was scoffed at. And I love what the big book says about like, pay attention though, because there might be something to this stuff. And now, you know, I have this experience of like, I can, I can, you know, go to any uh, religious service and get something out of it, you know? So this is me now. Um, and the photo on the left um, was from a recent trip to Los Angeles where my sponsor lives. And um, I got a chance to meet a lot of OA people in person over the last six to eight months. And that's been amazing. And then the photo on the right, I just want to say that's me uh, at a sewing class. I'm not blonde, by the way. This is, this is for the summer, um, as you can see. Um, but the cool thing about that photo really is that I am not good at sewing at all. Um, and I didn't take that class to become good at sewing. I was just like, this looks fun. What is fun? Is anyone else asking that question? It's like, we put down the food. Here's what comes up, right? Lots of space, time and energy. And you're just like, what the F do I do with this? Um, what is fun? What's nourishing? There's, I, I talked to another sponsee this week and she was like, I watched a movie by myself during the day. And it felt like I was being a bad girl. And I was like, yeah, like learning to watch movies on our couches, right? That's like, and I asked her the movie, it was Steel Magnolias. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a great choice, you know? And we've sort of talked about it. And I was like, did you enjoy the movie? She was like, I did enjoy the movie. And I was like, then that's great. There's no shame in that, you know? Like, we're, this is not a, this is not a, a vocation, right? For me, when I say it's really about being um, sort of free and safe at the same time, you know, safe to sort of take risks, that to me is like, yeah, our lives just keep getting bigger and bigger as a result of being uh, connected to God. And I found God through the 12 steps. So, um, you know, whatever portal any of you find God through, whether it's through the big book or like I said, anything, um, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I just want you to find, find that contact. And to me, the way that I think about it too, is like, it's that light inside me. No one can live my life for me, my sponsor included, which is really disappointing. It's like, again, there's no prescription. There's just the book. There's just the pages outlined in the book. Right. Um, and I think like that is at all at once sort of terrifying and freeing. You know, um, part of what my message has been um, of late in this season of my life is that there is, hmm, there's just no shame in being you. And 
I think like it might be accurate to say like there's parts of what I have that you want so do what I did to a point and then at some point right it's just like when you go to treatment or rehab um, and then you're in a, in a halfway house right and then you're like living your life um, to a point you can do what I did and I'll tell you exactly what I did I got a sponsor um, I went to uh, many meetings. Um, I started working out of the big book. It took us a while to get through the pages. Um, I did, you know, an inventory searching and fearless. Um, and that was it. Like that's the simple program from there though. It's like, it's up to me. You know, this is a program of action. So it's, I have a choice to like do it the way other people are doing it, even if it doesn't feel like it's authentic to me, um, which I did. And I think it helped really um, contribute to some, some challenges that I had earlier this year. If any of you um, live with uh, or love someone who lives with mental illness, that's part of my story. Um, I've had a really, really intense bout of anxiety and depression earlier this year recovered uh by the way did not binge did not binge did not pick up thought about killing myself uh had a plan and didn't so if i needed any more proof that god exists ta-da like that's the proof i there's no reason that i shouldn't have been deep in the food with the pain I was in, or you know, making the ultimate sacrifice. Um, so part of me feels like God brought me to that place, uh, stayed with me in that place so that I could move forward from that and really live this big life that I'm supposed to be living, which by the way, includes things like being, I mean, loving myself through like being 10 minutes late to a meeting where I'm speaking. Um, you know, where before I, my heart would be racing so fast and I would be so hard on myself. And I, I you know, I owe an amends, obviously. Um, but I also know that I'm still a good person. You know, I'm just fallible because I'm human. So that's, you know, I'm, I know I'm kind of going all over the place. Um, and I think that that is part of what's so great about being able to share our experiences. Like, I don't have a PowerPoint. I don't have, um, I mean, I definitely, I definitely have my big book nearby. Um, but I think just sort of coming as you are. And that was why I came to OA um, and returned to OA because it's the only place. I've ever been a part of that when we say come as you are, we really mean it. And I love you by default. Emily, that's 15. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Um, and you don't have to hustle for it here. Like the love's just on, on, on offer. And this program, some of you may have heard me say before, um, taught me about love and what it means to love myself. I was just talking with my partner this morning. We had a really challenging night. It actually wasn't. I mean, let me just say this. 
it should have been a night where I didn't sleep. You know what I mean? Like that's like, if you just look objectively at what happened throughout the day, <laughs> I got a, my sponsor and I are talking in a couple of days. She's going to love this. Like objectively, I should be spinning out, you know, like I should be like doing a 10 step, like my life depends on it, you know? And what's funny about doing 10 steps, because of course, you know, I get asked a lot, like, what's your 10 step practice? And it's like, um, man, I, when stuff comes up for me now, um, I pause, I pause, I give myself space. God asks me two questions, usually like, what's the rush? That's a big question. Like, are we really, is this really urgent? Or is your, is your, is your intolerance of discomfort what's making this urgent? And then the second question is like, who says, you know, and that goes for like all the rules and, you know, like this is how things should be. And, you know, who says, and if it's me, it's like, well then subject to change, sorry. Um, but yeah, objectively speaking, had this night and morning, by the way, because it carried over. Um, I'm uh, in a relationship with someone who was in a relationship before and had a child with that person. And that person is, um, I can see now, you know, sort of sick, um, sick like me even, you know, but here's the thing. And this is, this is thanks be to God. These were the first words that I wrote in my journal this morning was like, God, thank you. Thank you for giving me this foundation to be able to sit on our front porch and say, I know, I know what, and I'm just sort of like holding my stomach. Like, I know what my intentions are. I know that my motives are kind, kindliness and love. I know that I have the fellowship that I crave. And I know that no matter what, you're with me. No matter, even if this relationship didn't work out, you know, I've moved in. So I hope it works out. Um, and I, I have every right to think it will be. But the other thing is, you know, I slept. I slept. I woke up. Um, I had some feelings come in because every time I read these text messages, it just sort of like, right, I'm human. So it gets me hot and uh, my heart starts racing and I want to fight or I want to run. Um, and instead what I did, and this is just a, you know, an encapsulation of my morning was like, I got to my journal and then I, you know, sort of talked with God and I said, like, what are, what, what am I in control of today? You know, what are the things that are important to me to do today? And, you know, part of it is like, uh, you know, showing up late for a meeting, but like getting on and like showing up anyway, imperfectly, you know, without makeup, um, you know, and just kind of having grace for myself so I can have grace for other people. So that's what recovery looks like for me today. Recovery, I think, also looks like another sponsee I have who's in the midst of making a really big decision to end a relationship that her partner's relocating. And she's like, I can't do it. Um, and just being in the shit, that's recovery. You know, it's infinitely better because um, there's a lot of laughter too. Like, I'm laughing at myself this morning. <laughs> I'm laughing at like, this is my life, you know? Um, I am laughing because, you know, Rita makes me laugh and she sent me some funny messages this morning. You know, so it's just, when I say this community, which is how I think of all of you, this fellowship, is like 
I don't know. It, it's everything. Um, you want to talk about like what you replace the food with when you put it down because you will and you can because I did. I don't know when if you're in relapse now, but you will. Um, if you if you keep coming back, you will. Um, but this fellowship is the replacement for all of that, for all of what I thought the food would give me every time I want to pick up and I choose connection, which I've learned how to do through OA, which is humbling to admit because I'm a mental health clinician, you know, by training. Um, and I really am like, I know emotions. I know people. I know how to do this, right? And it's just so humbling in a beautiful way to be like, you don't know anything. <laughs> like, you just know what your motives are. And can you have that strong spiritual foundation? And I know God brought me to this place of having more challenges and complexities in my life because I have the strong spiritual foundation um, as a result of a mental health crisis earlier this year. Like this is not all roses, right? Like I had to, I've gone through the gauntlet. I'll probably go through it again, but I will never go through it alone, never. And, you know, God brought me this fellowship um, to save my life. And I owe my life um, to community. And, and, and lest I be, I'm even, as I'm saying this, right, because the leads we give are the leads we need to hear, as at least that's what I, my experience has been. It's like, I owe this community my life. I've got like two or three calls, people I need to return calls to. And it can get really easy for me to be like, Oh, I'm just so tired. I'm not at my best. I can't return a call. I can't make a call. I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like it. Um, you know, and sometimes it's like, right, here's the beauty too of being recovered or living in a recovered state one day at a time. It's like, we have choices in how we nourish ourselves and how we talk to ourselves. And like, do I choose a yoga class or an outreach call? You know, it's like, there's no perfect prescription at all. You know, I could tell you like, do the following things every day and you will become abstinent and recovered and happy, joyous and free. But like I said, that works to a point for me. And then you got your, like, you gotta, you gotta have your God, right? So it doesn't feel good. Here's the difference for me today. It doesn't sit well with my integrity. I have integrity now also that there are messages waiting for me that I haven't returned. Why? Because this is what saves my life connection every, every time. Um, so I think what I'd like to sort of end with is a couple just things that are true for me today. One is that it's really important for me to involve other people in my life every day. Um, and I choose to have that be like an, a, an amalgam of, you know, people who are not in program and people who are like me with food. Um, it's really important. So if that's the piece that is missing for you, like my number will be in the chat. As you know, it rests heavy on my heart when I haven't returned a message. So call me. <laughs> it might take me a little bit to get back to you, but I will. I will. And here's the thing. I'm under no delusion that like Emily D is like the person to call. Look, I mean, there's 116 other people. Everybody here is a great person to call 
because we're all here with the right motives. You know, we just have this desire to stop hurting ourselves with food because um, life is painful enough. Like, I don't want to harm myself, like add the suffering onto the pain. So like, let's go through the pain together. Let's not suffer anymore, but go through the pain together. So that's one thing is just this community. Like if that's, if you're not doing that today, just like give yourself the gift of trying to connect with someone else, connect with me, whoever it is. Uh, the second thing is like, no one can do this for me. No one can do the work for me, but no one can tell me what to do either. So that used to be when I was getting, getting abstinent, I needed someone to tell me what to do and to be willing to do what they said. And I was. And now I'm in a place in my life where like I'm deciding for myself what is right for me to live the life beyond my wildest dreams that's meant for me. And no one can tell me what that's like. So if anyone does tell you what to do to live your most authentic life, you know, I mean, you could try it, but ultimately you get to decide. You don't have to do any of it alone though. That's the cool part. And then I think- um, Emily, that's five minutes left. All right, awesome. Thanks, Sue. I'm gonna wrap up with just saying, um, stay open. I'm saying this for myself to like anything being possible. Um, at any moment, today could be the day, to the next moment, you and I, I just don't think we have any idea of what's coming. And so, you know, putting my slippers on today and my, <laughs> tying my, my hair back and being like, ah, you know, I didn't know that that was going to happen today. I also didn't know that I would show up and be like, I love you guys. And I hope that there's a, an inch of love for me too. So just the possibilities, they're infinite. They're infinite. I am now living with my lobster, which is what, you know, I've learned is like the person you're supposed to be with. Um, it is not perfect. I'm also living with an eight-year-old um, part-time and I'm living with an ex who is... Um, who is uh, not well. And so I've got a lot of, of people around me, right? But that's what it's supposed to be like, you know? And before these people were in my life, like you were in my life and you're still in my life and we need each other. Um, but when I tell you, like, I'm the happiest I've ever been, even though I have um, all this complexity, I mean it that I'm the happiest I've ever been having made some adjustments to how I eat and, and, you know, you know, what I, what I ingest, it's not my, I stay away from everything I'm abstinent from, but like a food plan is a food plan, you know, life changes, people change, it can change. So I guess I just want to say like, things can change <laughs> because they have. So why wouldn't they continue to? Um, and that's no longer terrifying to me. So I think with that, I will pause and thank you so much <laughs> for loving me up until this point. Um, and I hope I can love you a little bit right back. Thank you.